hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Unconditional love. Endless devotion. By offering the right package, you can control people's minds and close them off to everything else. All of us end up in times in our lives where we are feeling a little bit lost, a little bit vulnerable. A good cult leader will come in and say, I've got just the thing. An elusive promise is a surefire method for hooking people in. You can say anything as long as it's for the church's purposes. You're now so programmed to so easily accept death. There are alternatives. To lead a spiritual movement, you have to show perfection in action. It's very important to convince people there is something sacred about you. Cult leaders adopt whatever stance can be effective for them. Mass weddings, drugs, plastic surgery, weapons to fight evil. You need people to think that you mean well. You can't have them feel manipulated. Manson said if they're completely helpless, they're of no use. The number of followers is like money in the bank. The more you have, the more power you have. I think about those 900 people following this evil man to the point of no return. If these groups were advertising what they're really about, nobody would join. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. I'm your host, Frankie Tees. The new Netflix documentary I'm reviewing follows How to Become a Cult Leader playbook. In this episode, I'll review the series of episode three, Reform Their Minds, which focuses on a little-known cult called Buddha Field, run by leader Jaime Gomez. A failed actor builds an army of servants by promising enlightenment. In the early part of the episode, we hear words from acclaimed sociologist and specialist on cults, Dr. Yanya Lalish. She starts with the danger of thinking independently. That threatens the group and makes comments resembling her spectacular book on cults, Bounded Choice, which I highly recommend. Peter Dinklage narrates that Jaime created his origin story. He physically went from dancer to porn star to Florida to Hollywood, where he settles his allure, exclusive enlightenment for those who are chosen by him. He is selling God consciousness, meditation, the light, Shakti, and the knowing, the whole new age thing. Gosh, it all sounds the same, doesn't it? But clearly he is focusing on new age. Service wasn't cheap, lending to the exclusivity he created. He moved his flock from L.A. to West Austin, Texas. He began to force conformity on members, clothing, severe diet, and even plastic surgery. He wasn't always sure he'd like the knife cut, so his devoted members tested it for him before he underwent the operation. Yikes. That's a new one for me, a spiritual leader who loops in plastic surgery to his doctrine. Anything really goes, doesn't it? He believed in a transference of energy through the disciplines he taught. He created an isolation from the world of the dead, the regular world, and used public shaming in the group for those not towing the line. One of his isms was, think like me, 
be like me. Jaime, aka Michael Rothstan, used hypnotherapy in private sessions to help his disciples, quote, grow and to collect secrets on the members which could be used as collateral. Information control. He used lots of rituals in the outdoor settings he created in West Austin, Texas. There's also a documentary film that has to be talked about here called Holy Hell, which I haven't seen yet. A 20-year member of this group called Will Allen is the filmmaker. He interviews former members and discusses the abuse, including sexual, spiritual, and financial abuse. The group, according to one article on ScreenRant.com, has moved from Austin to Hawaii, where it still goes on today. The film, Holy Hell, screened at Hawaii Film Festival in 2016, causing about 40 members to leave the group who were recruited, in fact, in Hawaii and knew nothing of the past or abuses. Nicely done, Will Allen. The same article claims that Jaime Gomez asks current members to taunt and bother any whistleblowers featured in the Holy Hell film. CNN reported that Jaime Gomez was so perturbed by Will Allen's documentary in 2016 that he put out an official statement that read, quote, Holy Hell is not a documentary. Rather, it is a work of fiction designed to create drama, fear, and persecution, knowing that is what sells, end quote. Gomez has not faced any criminal charges despite numerous allegations. And this article was put out August 1st at ScreenRant.com. It also offers the trailer of Holy Hell. Let's listen to it. My name is Will Allen. I started making movies when I was 13. I went to film school and three weeks after graduating, my sister introduced me to her spiritual teacher and my whole life took a different path. It was the middle of the 80s, and we wanted something different. They were so alive, living from their heart, and playing, and jumping in ice-cold rivers, and hiking through the forest at night, and oh my god, I want me some of that. We started it. This is what we wanted. It was our little utopia. And we were all there because of this one man. He's very charismatic, like a child, very playful. He could dance, he was artistic. It was all those things we all wanted to be. He was just this beautiful, silent entity. And I said, I would follow you anywhere. My films elevated him to the role of an awakened master. He spoke as if he had gone into the cosmos and come back. He said, what are you willing to give up? It's not like we were forced to be there. We wanted to be there. He always told us we're an anti-cult. I was hallucinating, colors were moving around him, and I thought, I found it. I really felt like I had a purpose in my life. He just became stranger and stranger and more paranoid and more possessive. You can't say no. No is against the rules. He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted to be God. If you can't stand naked in front of your master, you can't stand naked in front of your God. What's the scientific, rational explanation for this madness? It was so hard to believe, but I trusted him. I never dreamed it would happen like this. 
I thought we would be together our entire lives. Two thousand six began the whistleblowing, revealing many dark truths via email to current members in How to Become a Cult Leader. This is the conclusion of the episode. An animation shows members receiving the email while still at the cult about one member's abuse, and it's sexual. Radia Gleis states in the revelatory email that quote nobody ever became enlightened claiming that he was abused during private sessions with Jaime Gomez sexually for years and threatened that he must keep it silent. This is where the episode ends. And upon researching, we now know the cult lives on in infamy, as they sometimes do. Hopefully this recent further exposure via Netflix will slow recruiting and turn devout followers into non-believers. That sums up Budafield, the rhinoplasty meditation madness cult run by Michael Rothstand. If you're in Hawaii right now, be warned. He's manipulative and tricky and desperate to keep his cult going. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid, new each Sunday. And keep critical thinking. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankytees.substack.com for more information.